Hello everybody and welcome to Forever Motorsports on Forever Sports for our weekly F1 show. Every Monday we will do a show. It's normally live, however, us and YouTube and Formula One are all having big disputes. And uh, quite frankly, if F1 ever w watches this or slash YouTube, whoever keeps taking down our completely legal content, we will have issue with you. But nonetheless, please try and fix our channel. Uh, anyway, everybody else who has joined the channel, we are going to be going over the Melbourne Grand Prix, the third Grand Prix, of course, of the season so far. And uh, Reese, just, you know, I'm going to ask you straight away, Melbourne, what happened? Wow. <laughs> uh a lot to cover for sure but it was certainly a very exciting race um with max verstappen having quite a bad start in the beginning uh the two mercedes getting ahead of him of george russell and lewis hamilton george russell being in first place uh charles leclerc though a big story certainly from the australian grand prix out in turn three on the first lap uh ferrari fans are, are going to be crying i'm sure yeah, I mean, Ferrari, just the disaster season keeps continuing, and it was a real disaster class yesterday. They left with zero points, and uh, as I say, we've gone through the race already on our other preview, if you guys want to understand exactly what happened in that race. We did do a preview of the Grand Prix, so be sure to go and check that video out. So we're not going to go through the complete detail of the Grand Prix, but more the reaction uh, of the last week in terms of F1 news. And, uh, you know, we, we, we look at that Grand Prix, and, yeah, Ferrari left with zero points. Mercedes... Um, Russell obviously retired. So many cars retired. I mean, we had seven cars on the grid uh, not make it to the end. So both the Alpines and AlphaTauri, one Williams, a Haas, Mercedes, uh, uh, both Williams, sorry, and uh, the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc. So a very, very messy Grand Prix in terms of, of red flags, crashes, debris, and also now seemingly quite messy in terms of safety. And um, yes, yeah, you, you've very got it up. Interesting very interesting to see that um near the end of the race we had some fans getting left very close uh to the edge of the track which of course is a a large safety issue of course um we can see that they're right up against the barriers next to where the the marshals actually go go through onto the track to be able to recover debris or anything else and as a result of um the Australian Grand Prix committee also putting the fans quite close to the side of the track. When Kevin Magnussen struck uh, his back right tire, it sent some debris flying and it ended up hitting a fan. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we had debris hitting fans. We have fans way too close to the circuit. We had three red flags. We had cars all over the circuit. Um, it, it was just, and then also bizarre decisions from the FIA to have a red flag with only two laps to go. Uh, left in the race and as a result you know there they was actually even with the lap to go you know they they had to go into a rolling start which is just literally to take the checkered flag i mean bizarre bizarre scenes you've got to wonder why they even bothered taking the cars back out onto the track uh for that you know rolling restart and then of course you know uh giving carlos science that penalty as a result of that that last red flag there um, which resulted in him dropping all the way down to 12. He was literally crying on the radio. Yes, well, of course, with the, the restart of the race with two laps to go, they could have called the race then under, under red flag conditions. Um, they're well within their rights to do that, but I think they went and did that final parade lap just as a, a courtesy to all the fans out there. But, yeah, I mean, giving the that big penalty to Carlos Sainz, even though they 
um, record the entire grid from before the restart. It was very harsh, of course. I mean, with five seconds worth of penalties, it puts you all the way at the back of the grid. You may as well not even redo that start. You may as well just DNF from the race. Yeah. So Ferrari had a shocking day, but I said, but the, the reaction to, to, to the Grand Prix and others this last week, and we've got a few articles that we'll go through, uh, which Reese very kindly found for us. So we will go just uh, through them quickly. And uh, we've got one from The Express, which says, uh, Lewis Hamilton sparked Australian Grand Prix investigation, Russell's Red Bull suspicion. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was left, un- uh, was left pleasantly surprised with his performance at the Australian Grand Prix on Sunday, with the Mercedes driver joining Max Verstappen on the podium for the very first time this season. The Dutchman was a cut above the rest over the course of the 58-lap contest and deservedly took the checkered flag at the end of the chaotic race, with Hamilton crossing the line in second place ahead of Fernando Alonso in third. Uh... Then we go through here, and 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 uh, from Verstappen, he said, uh, "From my side, I just try to avoid the contact." Now, this is with regards to earlier in the race, um, where uh, Max Verstappen, uh, yes, on the first lap, where yeah. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen got very close into turn three, and Max um, getting put off the the track a little bit, they're still managing to to stay behind Lewis Hamilton, but just Hamilton making a, a good pass clean but um just pushing max a little bit off the track max not very happy at being pushed off the track no as i say and i read on it says from my side i just tried to avoid the contact it's quite clear in the rules what you're allowed to do now on the outside but clearly it's not followed but that's okay we had good pace and passed them anyway it's something for the next race to take into account so max not particularly happy happy with uh with, with that little uh, piece of, uh, of, of ingenuity from Hamilton. We all thought it was clean racing. And I think it is just, you know, at the end of the day, there wasn't much room for Hamilton to go or for Verstappen to go in terms of keeping on to the racing line. And what it did provide was some good interest, uh, of course, for us all to watch. And, uh, you know, I think the main thing that we saw yesterday was a little bit more racing for once you know there were there were really were people trying to 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 take in in interesting parts of the track and some difficult corners on I mean, Perez were was was making uh, overtakes in the most difficult part of the track uh, consistently yesterday uh, so that was at least quite exciting about Melbourne uh, and we move to the next article which is just uh, the Guardian here and it says Australian Grand Prix safety under scrutiny after everyone fan as I said this is the one we we did go back to and uh, we very kindly you know uh, reiterated it as I said, and I just and I just say his his quote again as Reese did. It says it slapped me in the arm, and as I was just standing there bleeding, and uh, my arm was covering where my neck would have been. But it had, uh, if it ha- if that had hit my fiance, it would have got her right in the head. Now that would have been disastrous, of course, if that had happened. But I think when you go to these Grand Prix, you look at the the track, especially this one. It's a street circuit, of course, in Melbourne, and. Um, it's very, of course, with a street circuit, you, you've got the fences right up to the track. And for all that the track's got those fences, it's not going to stop small pieces of debris and, 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 and or otherwise. So I think there is an element of risk that you have to remember when you go to the Grand Prix. That at the end of the day, you know, if a crash happens, things are going to come flying your way. You've got to be careful in your own right that that's going to happen. It's like if you go to a cricket match, you know, people are going to hit sixes into the crowd. That's a ball that's going to be quite sore if it lands on your head. can cause some serious damage. You've got to be very well aware. And not excusing the fact that, uh, you know, he should get over himself or the fact that, um, you know, there was a bit of safety there um, that he had to, to had to take and he got a little bit of a cut on his arm. But these are things that are going to happen at, you know, Grand Prix at the end of the day. So 
the only thing, of course, is that, you know, maybe some more safety precautions could have been taken, especially when you consider, as you say, fans getting so close to the track, being able to actually get to parts of the track which they're not supposed to be in. So, yeah, a little bit of drama there for Melbourne to have to try and uh, explain to the FIA, which I think is going to be a little bit of a difficult one. Certainly the most dramatic race of the season so far, I think. Well, it's only race three of 23. We still have another 20 to go, so I don't think you can think it's well say it's going to be the most dramatic one just yet but so far it has been quite dramatic especially with all of those ridiculous race restarts that just caused so much havoc yeah and uh, there's some points that we're going to go through now uh, from another article here it's from news 24 that's uh news 24 is a south african uh, article here and uh, we're going to go through it and uh, we've got five major points that happened during the race we've got russell's blowout so We've got uh, some, some quotes here that says, We did everything right this weekend. We had a great qualifying, and on Sunday, the start was perfect. We managed the first and well, and I could have extended it quite a lot more. I see no reason why we couldn't have fought for victory, so it's disappointing. As soon as I came through the high-speed turn 10, I felt something go. Three corners later, I was stopped. When it's not your day, it's not your day. That, of course, being George Russell summarizing his uh, exit in the Australian Grand Prix where his engine blew out there. So very unfortunate for Russell there. Also very unfortunate for Alex Alban yesterday, who unfortunately just lost it in uh, turn three. Uh, he starts to lose the car, but then later on on the track, he, he managed to lose the rear end. Just him quoting here, when I lost the car, I was going through, this, going through slower than the previous lap. I went out wide. On the corner before and spiked the tire temperature losing grip and going into the next corner but hot so i think that's what happened but we need to have a look at it with all the accidents it was a good chance to score points this weekend so i'm very sorry to the team i'm disappointed as we had a great car and we're really strong certainly very sad to see the williams crashing out quite early into the race causing that first red flag um as the williams were looking very competitive in qualifying well of course i think that the first red flag was actually caused by um by Charles Leclerc, was it not? Um, right at the beginning of the race. safety car. Uh, actually, I can't remember. That's a good point. I think maybe that was a safety car. But yeah, Alex Albon causing a red flag nonetheless. Uh, and he was racing very well up until that point. And the entire weekend was going really, really well for him. So very, very disappointing for the Williams of Alex Albon. And of course, the next point we look at now is the science begging and pleading. It was really, really quite heartbreaking to hear um, with regards to him. Uh, knowing that he's receiving that penalty, which basically took him completely out of the race, taking him out of the points where he'd done relatively well all race to 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 score quite high up, and uh, he had to go and uh, he, and he said, no, it cannot be, it's unacceptable. They need to wait until the race is finished and discuss it with me. Wait, 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 and discuss with me. The penalty is too severe, as he fumed down the car's cockpit. Uh, yeah, and he uh, might be right, but the actions were taken and. Uh, yeah, very, very unfortunate there. And he really did did lose his mind a little bit. And I think we're just going to play a little bit of the audio, in fact, just to tell you, just to show you exactly what it sounded like on the radio. Well, we have five seconds penalty. No, it cannot be, Ricky. Do I deserve to be out of the points? No. No, yeah. it's unacceptable. Tell them, it is unacceptable. They need to wait until the race is finished and discuss with me. Okay. No, please, ask them, please, 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 to wait, to wait and discuss with me. They, clearly the penalty is not deserved, it's too severe. Please, guys, do something, please. I cannot still believe it. 
we are P3 and P4, and they will put me out of the points for that, for a lot, one lap incident. So unfair. I cannot believe they do this to me. It's clear, Carlos. It's clear. Let's uh, let's let's finish that race and, and we discuss here. But let me at least discuss with the stewards in the stewards room. Of course, we'll go and see them just after you get out of the car. What are your thoughts? But yeah, that was, uh, of course, him on the radio with his team engineer there. As I say, really, really raw emotion. Something you've not seen from Carlos Sainz uh, on the radio, at least. Pretty much in tears there and saying it's unfair. You know, the Ferraris were in third and fourth. And now they want to take away all the points and, uh, you know, completely push Ferrari out of the points. It's not fair. So, yeah, a really, really disappointing day for Carlos Sainz. And just, have you ever seen such emotion from Sainz before? No, certainly I don't recall uh, seeing him being that raw over the radio. Um, I mean, you can just tell how much it meant to him being up in that position. Of course, it was a mistake that uh, could have ended Fernando Alonso's race. Uh, luckily, it didn't. They ended up uh, reshuffling the grid back to what it was before the restart. But yeah, I mean, do we deserve to see a driver being so heavily penalized? No, not really, but he also did need to be penalized for that incident. Yeah, and uh, we move on to the next point, and that was Magnussen paying uh, a big price for a small mistake. Uh, so Kevin Magnussen was one of the main reasons why all of this shenanigans uh, happened right at the end, of course. He came around the, uh, so let's say, coming into turn one and turn two sequence, but he ran slightly wide at turn two's exit, and he said, I brushed the wall at the end, at the exit of turn two and the rim broke and the tire came off and I had to stop. I didn't even feel it so it definitely wasn't something that felt big in the car but it was enough to crack the rim and take the tire off. It's unfortunate, Magnussen said. It wasn't my day but it seemed like the car had decent pace so I'm encouraged by that and we'll push next time. Now, Haas, uh, yes, they were quite quick. I mean, Hulkenberg was right up to the points um, as a result of that that very last red flag and then, of course, they reshuffled the order and he, and he went back down again. But uh, Haas had not too bad a day uh yesterday um but uh yeah yes yes they seem to have some good race pace yesterday but very unfortunate for kevin magnuson having that small incident and it's just unfortunately race ending once that wheel has gone off the rim your floor is dragging and you're just causing more damage to the car it's not worth making your way back to the pits hmm. and uh we've just got another article here and it's on the official formula one uh page and it's just a couple of things talking about the strategies that teams employed yesterday. Now, if we look at this, and it says which was most strategically significant with regards to Alex Albon's accident in lap eight. That, of course, causing a big strategy change from a lot of, a lot of the teams. The safety car um, was a little early into the uh, 58 lap race, and people tried to decide whether or not to pit. And the likes of Russell did go and pit, and the Aston Martins and the uh, Red Bulls chose not to. And uh, it turned out to be a correct strategy because just straight after that, we had a red flag after that uh, safety car. And uh, as a result, Russell lost his positions where he was right at the top of the field. He was first place, dropping down to eighth, and then the red flag came, and then everybody could obviously change their tires. So that was the first mistake that Mercedes unfortunately had. But again, these things happen, you know, these sort of things. But we look at just generally the decisions that were made. And I'm just going to read here and it says, because the tire degradation is relatively low around Albert Park, invariably it's a one-stop race in ideal circumstances. Given the estimated degradation rates of each tire, this defined the optimum strategy as starting on the mediums and switching to the hards at around lap 20. The soft didn't have a big enough range. Uh, with the lap 8 safety car, the question became, with the slower pace, would you need to drive the remaining 50 laps cost more than the 10s 
seconds saving in the pit loss time. Uh, compared to staying out and pitting at around lap 20, taking the extra 10 seconds lost to the field, but being able to push harder on much newer tyres for the remaining 38 laps. That is the question, and the numbers suggested that was a very close call. There was no obvious right answer in live time. Mercedes running 1 and 2 at the time were in a fortunate position of being able to have a foot in each camp. They brought in leader George Russell and left out Lewis Hamilton. Of the front runners, only Ferrari's Carlos Sainz followed Russell in. Hamilton was now leading from Max Verstappen and Fernando Alonso. Russell rejoined 7th. Hamilton radioed, hasn't that just put me at a massive disadvantage? And uh, Mercedes went and said, we don't think so. Um, and it's shut off. That Red Bull and Aston Martin each figured it was too early to pit and adopted Hamilton's strategy. The subsequent red flag made that call absolutely right. Uh, they could now get their tyre changes for no time lost to the field at all, as they could be changed prior to going out to the restart grid. Uh, the races of Russell and Sainz had just been severely compromised, though Russell would later retire with power unit failure. Anyway, and... Uh, that just sort of sums up Formula One. Anything can happen at any point, can't it? Well, for sure. I mean, especially with the the uh, marshals or race uh, director being quite uh, trigger happy on the the red flag button, um, it certainly allows teams to to change the strategy up quite a lot. And. Uh... With regards to the thoughts, I mean, we, we talked about those, those red flags because they really did completely mess around people's strategies and a whole lot of changed uh, things. Do you believe all of those red flags should have been red flags? I mean, we've seen in the past uh, a lot of those incidents that they had today with the likes of George Russell's car going, well, his engine going, um, as well as Charles Leclerc's uh, beaching into the gravel. We've seen how that in the past has just been a safety car and they've just used it to to recover the car and then once they've done that safety car goes in and race starts again i i think the the stewards are enjoying the show more they're trying to make it more of a show for the fans than anything which means that the proper race restarts are more exciting so they they seem to be trying to go for that more than what they used to do and uh, and for all that there's trying to be of course high drama so now as you say they they maybe trigger happy on those buttons to try and increase the drama and basically doesn't it not take away from the whole point of racing though in terms of you know it's supposed to be a 58 lap race not a two lap race i mean that's literally what we had right at the end before they reversed the order back before that last red flag because it just completely makes that entire race up to that point pointless you may as well just say guess what guys yes. whoever's got the best start of the race that that that's uh Whoever's got the best first lap, oh, that's that's who wins the race now. Yes, I certainly think uh, with res regards to that, I mean, the biggest effect of a red flag is that if people have just made a pit stop, they lose out the most. They should do away with the, the free pit stop change, well, free tyre change under red flag conditions uh, and make it that you can only change your tyres in an actual racing condition again. And also, do not think a rolling start is better in terms of at least allowing people to race properly because, you know, you're not supposed to be starting the race three times. You're supposed to start once and then go around the track and finish. You're not supposed to have a red and lights out away we go, lights out away we go, lights out away we go three times during a race. Surely, after the first restart, there should be rolling starts unless there is a, uh, unless it's very early into the race and then maybe you can consider having that grid restart. Yes, maybe it's... Uh some procedures that the FIA need to look in, into in more detail, uh, maybe have a cap of only one proper restart uh, and then it has to be a rolling start or I don't know, I, I'm not necessarily involved in, 
in that, but it certainly needs to be polished out a bit more because it did feel a bit, I don't want to say faked, but it was a bit too high drama. Like they were trying to create drama rather than just letting the racing uh, speak for itself. And unfortunately, as much as Formula One has just gained a huge, huge audience in, over the last couple of years with Drive to Survive, they're of course now drama is an even bigger thing. They're trying to create drama wherever it is. And whilst Formula One has finally got that big audience back that lost through those years of Mercedes dominance, they're now at danger of risking the uh, losing the original Formula One fans in terms of if they if they keep going on like this where they're just creating drama out of nothing, everyone's going to say, oh, well, it's basically all just scripted so that we have no, there's there's no logic to, to the racing points. You can't even prepare for a race. It's basically just down to, oh, you know, we'll just, we'll throw a red flag here, of course, if something happens, we can then have a restart right at the end. It started to become dangerously inconsistent and not 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 able for teams to prepare for. So it's it's running down a dangerous path. And I think I fully agree with your statement. They say you know maybe one full restart in the race can happen, but it has to happen for me before halfway through the race. After that, mm. rolling starts. And with rolling starts, the nice thing is that you do still have a lot of drama because they're all right, still bunched up. But at least you're now in the position you were in prior to that yes. red flag. You know? It's a lot more fair and it more it mimics more a safety car restart, which of course is how it should happen if there is an incident out on track. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's something I think that they'll they'll need to look at after Melbourne. I think that's the big thing that the big talk that comes as a result of Melbourne. Let's be honest, it was basically a big FIA show apart from anything else. They all say they all say, you know, it was a complete madness in Melbourne. But it was more from the FIA than necessarily the instance because half those instances were caused as a result of the FIA's decisions to have three restarts. And uh, yeah, lots of things we can go on and on and on about with regards to their decisions, but those decisions were made. Any final thoughts uh, about the last week that we've had? Um, not too much for me, but just great to see that Mercedes seemed to be picking up the pace a little bit, of course, still with a big gap to Red Bull in the end, um, but they certainly seem to have... Uh, overtaken Ferrari and possibly the Astons. And I mean, it's, it's it's quite interesting as well, you know, we talk about Mercedes finding pace. I actually thought Ferrari did find pace yesterday. Only issue was that we couldn't see that pace from Charles Leclerc because he went out that first lap and Carlos Sainz got that big penalty right there and he would have finished fourth otherwise. You know, so it would have been a Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari. would have had four different constructors in the top four positions, which would have made it a much more interesting grid to read. Yes, for sure. I mean, Ferrari seemed to be up there in terms of pace, but as you said, we didn't get to see the true potential of that car with uh, Charles Leclerc. I'm not writing off Carlos Sainz, but unfortunately, I think for looking at a benchmark in that car, you have to look at Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Uh, well, otherwise, guys, that was Formula One Weekly every Monday that we go and do the show. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment your thoughts about the last week of F1 that we've had. And uh, if any of you happen to know an F1 uh, management person or YouTube uh, privacy person, be sure to go and knock on the door and say, hey, stop taking our videos down because absolutely nothing is wrong in them. But nonetheless, guys, thank you so much for watching Forever Motorsports. I've been Mark. Reese has been Reese. And uh, we're going to head on out. Thank you so much for watching. Bye.